was our last week of Next Gen on Jessica's Trek. There's so much she's not seen yet, I'm just bummed as heck. There's pack lids and binars and benzites and more, and lots of shenanigans from Data's twin lore. You never met Vash, Minuet, Leah Brahm, but none hold a candle to Luxana, Troy's mom. Kivas Fajo's a jerk, I'll say right from the start, and somebody warn us about Rose's change of heart. Do Exocomps live? Well, Data says yes. That crystalline entity stirred up quite the mess. Ardra says jump, but Picard has a seat. Did that girl ask Riker could she wash his feet? Nothing's wrong with Doc Crusher, so I think you'll agree something's wrong with the universe. It just has to be. You've missed booby traps, disasters, an outcast, and clues. And if I remember, there's several more cues. Now, it's not all five stars. Some are bad, to be fair. Crusher's ghost comes to mind. Yeah, just don't go there. Shades of Grey was a clip show that should have been clipped. Code of Honor's abysmal. It has to be skipped. When the Enterprise blows up six times quite the sight, then we see Fraser Crane, so we know it's all right. For a tale of true friendship told metaphorically, Darmok and Jalad, a truly must-see. This poem's not enough. I can't fit it all in. Not meeting Reg Barkley is an absolute sin. But they say all good things must come to an end. Worry not, Deep Space Nine is just round the bend. Thank you. I liked that a lot. Thank you. Well done. Welcome to the beginning of the Trek Next Generation Wrap-Up Show, I guess. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And if that didn't get you going for all the Star Trek love, uh, I don't know what will. That was great. Thank you. I had fun putting that together. That was was kind of fun. And if I understand correctly, some of these you may have now watched. I have, actually. I I went on a TNG bender. Um, so I've got a list of all of the all of the episodes that I have seen, and some of them were with you, the extras, and uh, and then some of them on my own. So and especially Darmok. So I actually knew. Um, remind me the thing because now they're all in my head. The the Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Shaka at the Shaka wall when the walls. Shaka fell. when the walls fell. Yeah, that was a great yeah. episode. So you're not wrong. That one's Darmok and Jalad on the ocean. Oh. <laughs> they leave together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't it great? It is. Um, criminal that I can't put it in the show, right? That I couldn't make it part of the 52 because it's so good and so, so, in, so it's just, it's so Star Trek. It's so Star Trek. How do we find common ground where common ground couldn't? We couldn't find it before right. and and reaching for it. Oh, God. Love it. Love it. What do you think? I'm, I'm shutting up. I've already seen it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was amazing. Actually, when I got done, I texted you and I said, I just watched Darmok. How could this not be on the list? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 52. I get 52. And right. the And the inner light was on the list. And, you know. Oh, well, I wouldn't. Gosh. But that's up there. And there is one other in particular or two, two more that I saw. Ensign Rowe, which you had su- suggested previously. Yeah. Oh, good. So you saw Ensign Rowe. And we talked about the Bajorans. Mm-hmm. Amazing. When you when you described this show, you said, oh, she's a Bajoran, and she comes on and has to deal with the crew. But that's so not the whole story. That was amazing. I just really, really enjoyed that episode. Good. These are all just me giving shout-outs to ones I have seen. Hero Worship. If you were looking for a counselor Troy where she shines, it is not the ones you showed me. <laughs> the child is okay, but a little on the edge and and I'm with you. It was not the best Troy episode, you're right. Mm-mm. But Hero Worship is an amazing Troy episode. I I really enjoy and they got a child actor to- they nailed it. It was really good. I enjoy that one a lot. So let's remind everyone, Hero Worship is the episode where, I don't remember the name of the child. Oh, gosh, I don't remember either. <laughs> oh, the, 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 he's a boy, and he was rescued. Um, right. He was and- on a ship that had a mysterious thing. They, they've run into this thing out in space, and I don't even remember because that some sort of thing. Uh because that was just tech talk. But what I was really affected by was the boy's relationship with Data and coping with disaster and how he... And then, of course, he kind of saves the day because he remembers and Data uses his amazing brain to fix all of the 
us about to destroy ourselves in the same way that that little boy ship was destroyed. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great it was a great episode. But I can see how it other people wouldn't find it so great. So these are really interesting as a new time watcher. When I did my when I did my fifty two, I tried to come up with episodes that would show you as much of 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 each character as I could mm-hmm. that would show coherent storylines that you could kind of follow through because otherwise you're seeing, you know, a chop out of the second season and then a chop out of the fourth season. And and so you need something to, to keep those, those stories going through. And honestly, I didn't even think about hero worship as one to show someone early and as a Troy episode. And this is one I think I need to go back and watch again because it's been a while since I've seen it. And looking back, you're right. She shines in that in that spot and I didn't even think of it. She shines not just who she is as a character, but as an expert and an empath. And there's one particular scene where she's sitting down with Data and Picard and it's just after she's realized the boy uh, is trying to be Data to deal with his feelings. And she's basically the one who pushes, don't tell him he's not an android. Let him be an android. Mm -hmm. Let him work through it. And that's such a beautiful thing, because when you think back to your childhood, don't you remember that the feeling of somebody telling you, no, you're not. Stop doing that. Be like everybody else. And she doesn't do that. And it it plays out because the script is meant to play out that way. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that it would play out that way in real life of just your kid wants to dress up like that or behave. It's not bad behavior. It's just unusual. And have fun with it. I, I'm not a mom, but I imagine a good mom would that's what they would do. They would look at their kid and they would say, that's weird, but that's okay. Weird is okay. Yeah. So that, that one really, I, I enjoyed that one. I, I could tell. I mean, I'm looking, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at your face and you're just, you're lit up about that episode. I am. We, we, we keep having, you and I keep having the conversation that all Trekkies have had. Does Data have emotions? Is Data, you know, what is Data? He brings out a level of empathy that sure looks... For, for a non-emotional being, man, that relationship blossomed nicely, I thought. And the funny thing is, I, I still to this day think the most human thing about Data is him wanting to be human. But I thought he was very, he was more android-esque, I thought, with the kid than he has been in other moments. Uh, particularly with Jordy, I think he's very human, but... Or maybe maybe I'm just reading into it because I'm a human and he's a good actor. Uh, hey. <laughs> That's as good as a reason as I'm ever going to get. I don't know. We're talking about a, a, a man playing a machine who wants to be a man. I, I can imagine that our conversation about that could be a little convoluted too. So I, you know, we get we we <laughs> get a pass. We get a pass. So you were talking. So you also saw, uh, what'd you say? Um, you watched Devils Do. That's one of I my Devils Do. That's one of my guilty pleasures. I love really. I love Devils <laughs> Do. But I have no idea. What did, what did you think? What did you think of Devils Do? Uh, it was okay. It was kind of funny. It was very original series esque. And uh, I didn't expect that. I I did want to go back and very bad guy of the week, very bad guy of the week, uh, and very like clever Picard solution, and then very we ride off into the sunset because we can, uh, which uh, th- it works. It's sci-fi. It's exactly what it's meant to be. It's cool, <laughs> but it didn't have like the emotional impact of some of the others. No, it's 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 a good episode. In my opinion, some people don't like it. Some people. It's campy. It's campy as heck. Mm-hmm. So was the trouble with Tribbles. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, you know, so is a piece of the action. And so, you know, so are a lot of some of the more fun Star Trek is campy as Completely. heck. And, but there's a reason, like, there are people who are, oh, I love the campy. And then there's other people who just hate it. So it kind of, I can see that being a reason both for and against, depending on who you are. Yeah. And then yeah. there was another fun one that I did watch was the game, which you had suggested in as an extra because uh, remind me her name. She's she's so young in TNG. So so played by Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd, thank you. Yeah, I know her name, but I'm bad. And, and the character's name was Robin Leffler. Yep, that was yep. a great no, episode. I enjoyed g- that. Give me a moment because I was right at the age when oh, that show very, came mm-hmm. on. So just give me a moment to remember that. Okay, I'm all good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> She acts phenomenally. Isn't she great? And I liked the 
chemistry between her and Wesley Crusher. And I really liked the way it ended because it wasn't angsty. You didn't get the, oh, now we're in love as teenagers thing. Right. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like like my favorite thing ever, but it was a great little episode. And and, and so that's the that's the future of video games. 300 oh, years right, from right. now, we will be playing video games, which are essentially Google Glasses, right? Sure. With with cones and discs that we try to make the disc fly into the cone. As opposed to, I don't know, Angry Birds? Crushing Candies? Ninja Swiping Fruit? Yeah, as it turns out, they probably got it righter than... Wronger. Than wronger. <laughs> like, they, and, they got it, and they got it right, and it's sooner than we thought. Mm. But he, like, those kinds of games... I think they did a brilliant job of making the game stupid and simple because you can look at that and be like, "Ugh, that's awful. It's just, but it's not, it's, I mean, it's, when are you never going to not want to play Tetris? It's so addicting. Well, and and on top of it was that pleasure, right? That pleasure response, which by the way, you know, when you think so about awkward. it, why do we play Tetris? We don't even get why the jolt. Why do we play Candy Crush and, you know, shoot our little angry birds at, at, at piggies and things? We're getting that pleasure from beating the levels ourselves. It's just an exaggeration that has it be more addictive for them. But I could totally picture this becoming a drug of the future, gaming. It already is. I have a soft spot in my heart for addictive games. So, yes, you're right, but I don't want to admit it. <laughs> oh, me either. I don't want to admit it either. It's uh, because I do too. What are the other? Because I haven't really watched any Wesley Saves the Day except for that one. And I enjoyed that one. So. Well, you want to. Are we going to do recommendations? I kind of do because this is all. I mean, I've only seen an extra few. And this is all just if you liked this, what else would I like kind of thing. Uh, well, then I. Agreed. Let's see what we can find here. So, um, <laughs> so you've already seen family. You've already seen the game. Mm-hmm. You get to participate a lot in peak performance, um, where no where no one has gone before, which is uh, an early first season episode. Actually, it's the sixth episode. We meet a character called the Traveler, and the Traveler tells us about Wesley being special. Special like Mozart, like special. Ooh. And then we find out more about that when we get all the way to the end of his arc, which is in the seventh season near the very end, when the the traveler comes back and he completes his journey of who he actually is and what he's going to go off and do. Wesley Crusher was always scheduled to be kind of a special, special guy. Sure. My favorite episode is of Wesley's is the one where he doesn't save the day. He actually is kind of in a little bit of trouble. It's called The First Duty. and I'm sorry. You did not seriously laugh. I'm a 12-year-old at... boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't be helped. It's kind of like when you have dillweed in your spice counter. <laughs> that was not funny. How is that not funny? Oh, God. <laughs> So it's okay. the final duty? The the first duty. My bad. Yeah, the first one. So in the first duty, he um, <laughs> uh, is in in this episode. I, now I'm just giggling. <laughs> I, okay, folks, I, you can't see this, but Jessica is literally like, as near as I could tell, she might be in tears. She's she's more red than her top that she's wearing right now. I mean, she is beat red <laughs> and cannot stop laughing at herself. No. Um, and I'm leaving this in. Uh, this is staying in the episode. This is a bonus. One of the things we said about the bonus episode was I don't have to do as much editing. Okay, that just caught me and I got the giggles. That's all. You feel better. Okay, good. So in the first duty, Wesley Crusher is in. <laughs> okay, that was on purpose. Okay. I did that. Wesley one Crusher does what? He gets in trouble. So so he's part of um, a a group of cadets at the academy called Nova Squadron, and there's an accident, and they're trying to figure out what happened. One of the one of the cadets is accidentally killed, and they're trying to figure out what happens, and it turns into a, a big controversy, and um, he has to learn a lesson in what is important about being a Starfleet officer. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good, strong 
Wesley Crusher episode and that he doesn't step up and do the right thing right at first, I think makes him a more a more real character sure. to me. A lot more. He's so human in this in this episode and I just love him for it. And then just a great moment that we have is actually in a, a, a Beverly Crusher episode called Remember Me. And if that's not on your list, I would highly recommend you putting it on your okay. list. It's my favorite Beverly Crusher episode. And Wesley does have some save the day moments. Uh, it's got one of the best lines of all of Star Trek. If there's nothing wrong with me, there must be something fundamentally wrong with the universe. <laughs> and you okay. It's a great moment for, for – it's a great episode for, for Beverly Crusher. So put that on your list. Okay. Anyway, there's some Wesley Crusher stuff. How about that? What was I going to say about Wesley? I think Beverly – oh, there were two things. Uh-huh. One, I never once in our 52 saw Picard say, shut up, Wesley. So I feel cheated because that's a whole entire meme. It is a whole meme, and it does happen. I know because I've seen it on GIFs and everything, but – yeah, but but it doesn't happen like often. It just happened. This once. is the I think this is the red shirt of the next generation. It might be the the myth that you didn't get to see. Right. I didn't even put that in the poem. Sorry. Well, I just wanted to point it out here because since we're wrapping up, and uh, I think Beverly's kind of uh, did not given a whole lot, and maybe I just haven't seen enough. But she's a little bit of a forgotten character, a little bit. Beverly Crusher. Yeah. Uh, in in our list. In our list. Um, but do you think she's hmm. she's is she overall in the seven seasons? Because obviously I haven't seen enough. In this show, it, it did turn into the Picard and Riker and Data show more than anything else, and then everybody else gets an episode along the way. Sure. And the, and there's a lot of them, so you get your Wharf episode and your Geordie episode, uh, you know, and then you get another Data episode, and then you get a, a Beverly episode, and then you get a Picard, and then you get a Riker, and then you get another Picard. So by the time you come back to her, uh, but remember me is is I That's think a good one. the best one, okay. and and it's and fun and a little heady, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. You'll, by the end of it, you'll be like, what in the heck is going on here? And yeah, well done. Um, and the Traveler does show up at the end of that too. That's the guy that you'll mm-hmm. see at the end. So um, okay. you don't need all the background, but he's there to assist in getting this done. Uh, if we're going to talk about characters, I have yeah. two things to say about Riker. The first one is I was completely wrong because the more I've seen... The more, oh, guys, he's so shocked. What? His face. What? I was completely wrong. Riker's not a sexist. He is exactly what you said. He's just a jerk. Okay, thank you. He, thank you. You're not crazy. <laughs> that was just me the first time I really saw him being a jerk, and it happened to be with a woman. So I took it like that. But I have seen more, and he's a jerk all over the place. So there you go. <laughs> it's not. I can, And I completely, I can see that, and I, and I apologize for my giant rant wow. that I went on for a very long time about because it was offensive to me that he would treat a woman this way. Uh, and I assumed that he just didn't like women. Until you discover that he just treats everybody like that. But yeah, it it's... turns out he's just... However, I will have to reverse my thing when saying, usually he's this and he's this to women, and but he's also a good captain. I don't think that's true. I think usually mm. he's a jerk. He's a jerk to women as well. And he's not very good at a cap- as, as a captain. And I don't, maybe he, maybe it's good that he stays the number one. Or, like, I think there were plenty of other characters aside from him that could have been phenomenal number ones. And I don't know really why Picard's so attached to him. Well, it, it is interesting that in seven years, um, we saw lots of promotions and he stayed right where he was. Uh, even though he was offered at least three times. Um, captaining other ships and and did you watch Redemption yet? You haven't seen Redemption. I haven't. Yet. That one's on my list. So you know we're 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 spread pretty thin on captains, and even Data has to take command of a ship at, at one point. And, and Riker still doesn't. And well, I, he, they all come back, and I can understand Data maybe coming back to be a first officer at the end of that. But you know, up uh, you either you either move forward or what are you doing? You know, maybe he's a maybe he's a career first officer. Maybe that's what he wants to be. Right. In a society with no money, then the only thing left is what pride and prestige. So if that doesn't motivate you, if you know that you're a good first officer, which at this point I'm questioning a little bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But we'll see. I have a lot more episodes of Next Gen that I can watch. Well, well, sure. And 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 when you think about it, what's the duty of the of the first officer? He he makes sure he keeps the captain safe. Mm-hmm. He offers co- contrarian opinions, and then he carries out the captain's orders. He does all of the things that the first officer should be doing. He just doesn't seem to have a whole lot of ambition to do much more than that. And he and he is a very very more than occasional jerk. And I see it now. I see it all over him now, and I get it. And he's also very likable and very charismatic, and I like him a lot. Maybe that makes him a great character. It it does, right? It's because... I mean, I don't like him, but maybe it makes him a great character. Well, you know, they're... That's Those fair. Those guys exist. They exist in real life. They exist out there. These 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 guys that it just seems easy for them and like everything that they try just works. Yeah, if I met Riker in real life, I would not like him. Maybe not. <laughs> but I will say I have noticed just with pretty much every episode, even when he is not the central focus, he manages to spread his legs. And I don't mean that in like an I'm having sex way. I mean that in a literal, and you've, you, everybody knows about the Riker maneuver. We've all watched TNG now. So he, he spreads his legs to get over a chair, right? Yes. So that happens in virtually every time he sits down. Every yes. time he sits down. But I would like everybody to go back. And if you're watching, just keep an eye out for all of the times when he kneels down and his leg just has to be just spread. Or when he's like, like standing over something and his legs are just wide every single it's just his stance it's the hero pose that's Riker's makes me laugh he's just Captain Morganing he's just Captain Morganing out he's Captain Morganing all over the place yeah he is in Picard's face at some times I'm just like wow in a lot of people's face I I don't remember which episode it was I think there's one point where where he does it like right next to Data and Data turns (laughs) and you know for for just a brief moment Data's vision has got to be full of 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 Riker crotch (laughs) Those were the two words I was going to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did say we weren't going to edit this much, didn't I? Oh, we're in big trouble. Yeah, uh, we are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. So that's been that's been a fun adventure that I went on. and uh, Well, I, I on behalf of all Riker apologists, enthusiasts, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to say anymore about this. You don't have to, here's here's the thing, like, the first time of watching this, just know your friends might not react the way you think they will, or they should, and they, we're allowed to change our minds, guys. Yeah, I've been changing my mind for, you know, this show, almost 30 years now, so, um... Why not? What else did you watch? Let's talk about something other than Riker's Riker's, <laughs> <Well, that> was, <laughs> Riker's penchant for for yeah. posing. Does he ever wear a kilt? I'm going to see Riker. Does he ever wear a kilt? Um, probably. Kilts are a thing in Star Trek. Oh, that's kind of fun. Kilts I like are that. definitely a thing in Star Trek. Uh, you'll see, you'll see, you know, a whole Scotty contingent will be at the convention, and they'll all be walking around in, in a kilt and you know dress a dress uniform top and uh, and the kilt. I like yeah, that. So, and we covered we covered the scant. So yeah, something about TNG's got some got some good costuming flavor. Yeah. I think I can. Uh, I don't know. You don't like it? Whatever. Don't don't wear it. <laughs> um, I don't notice it as I mean, it, I notice it when it's when it, it seems out of place mm-hmm. or when it seems to exceptionally tell the story. Like the scenes about a hat where the hat is really important. I notice the hat. Otherwise, it's just a part of the world that they create for me that sort of blends in. Right. And there's probably a big part of the story that I'm not picking up on because the costuming is telling me something that I'm just not keyed into damn it now i actually got to pay more attention all right good no you don't see here's the thing that's the same thing with sound though Mm -hmm. if you're noticing it maybe it's not doing its job yeah because all it's there to do and this the same way with the overall art direction if if you feel uncomfortable because there's a scene where all of the actors are too close together i would hope that that's purposeful and that's or the sound is creepy that's purposeful but you're you don't necessarily have to be like oh and did you notice the sound i felt creeped out mm-hmm. i think that's just one of those things and and costumes get uh, especially in sci-fi they can just you can just go wild it's fun yeah you can go a little too wild i've been watching some babylon 5 
sometimes they go a little too wild. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, and they go they go a little wild in in Next Gen too. Watch Justice. You want to see a good a good Wesley Crusher episode? Watch. Uh, do I really want to suggest you watch Justice? Okay, there's really really good looking people in this episode. They're okay. they're scantily clad. They're running all over the place. Because that's the society. They just run everywhere. They're all happy and lots of fun pleasure stuff going on. And Wesley Crusher gets put on trial for his life because he falls into a garden of flowers. All right. Yeah, And unfortunately, there's only one penalty on this planet for any crime, and that's death. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's what the story's about. But they go a little crazy with costuming in that, too. Justice is definitely a... Uh, <clears throat> You had made a prediction that I would tell you about the movies but not include them and then you would just have to go back and watch them. So I'm not going to do that. Okay. We're not going to pull the TOS thing that we did? No, I'm... No, that was uh, that was. You obviously needed to see Star Trek Two and Star Trek Six so that you could get the, you know, the completion of the Kirk saga. Of course. With with the Next Generation movies, it's not the same gravitas. The movies are good. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. In your opinion. In my opinion, again, everybody has their own. There were four that they made. The first one was Generations, and it was a gap bridger. So it starts in Kirk's time with Kirk and Scotty and Chekhov, and there's an accident, and something happens to Kirk, and he is presumed dead. And then you fast forward 80 years to Picard's time, and we get an adventure with him. And in the course of that adventure, Picard then finds... Captain Kirk uh, and brings him back in for one last go. Um, and I won't bother trying to keep this spoiler alert any longer. This is the this is the movie where Kirk dies. So like and, actually dies. There's like no way actually, he actually dies. Well, he actually the the character dies at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Does not come back, and it's Star Trek. Which means it's set up for him to continue to live on the... Uh, so he doesn't die. Which is why it's not... Well, I mean, you see him die. You see him die. He has okay. his last words. There you go. But, you know, Star Trek is Star Trek. Is anybody ever really dead? They would be if Joss was leading this <laughs> ship. Right? Right. I, right. I know exactly who you're talking about, right? So generations, um, lots of fan service, obviously, because you get the the, the Kirk Picard moments. So that's kind of fun. Um, the second movie is is uh, First Contact, and of the four, it's my favorite by far. This is Borg, I bet. This is the Borg. This is uh, we encounter the Borg at the beginning. It's another one of those one of those battles, and it's a time travel movie where when the Borg look like they're about to be defeated again, they go back in time, and we follow them back to twenty first century Montana, where they meet. Um, Zephram Cochran, the person who originally created uh, Warp Drive, and they get involved in our first warp flight. This sounds very original series-esque. It's very original series. Picard goes on uh, his hunt for the white whale. He goes on his revenge rampage against the Borg. Parts of that seem a little un Picard like, which is why some people have a problem with this movie. Also, this is the movie you talked about it when we did Best of Both Worlds or something. And maybe it was when we when we first introduced him in Q Who. You talked about the Borg Queen. Oh, that was my prediction, right? So they do become kind of a hive with a leader. And some people find that off-putting. Some people don't like the fact that they, instead of making them this horde that was unbargainable with mm-hmm. They gave them a leader and a voice, and some mm-hmm. people are like, but that's not what the Borg were. So as far as I'm concerned, she's an interesting character, uh, a really good villain, a really good foil. Um, Data has a lot of a lot of stuff with her. This movie has a scene in it at the very end where we make our first contact with an alien race, our actual, here's where the aliens have landed and said, here we are. Um we will liken back to that exact same scene in an episode of Enterprise that you and I will be watching. Okay. So cool. if there were one to watch. That might be the one. 
I'm not putting it up on the same pedestal as, as Wrath of Khan or Undiscovered Country, but if there were one of these four to watch, this would be the one, Star Trek First Contact. The other two movies, uh, Insurrection and Nemesis. Insurrection is the closest to an actual next-gen episode that you're probably going to get. It's a, it's a nice story with an unbelievable set of villains trying to do something that makes you scratch your head a little bit. It's another one of those corruption from within things that I don't much care for. Um, But Picard is more Picard in this than probably any of the other four. There's a nice love interest for him, which is kind of cool. And uh, it's okay. And then uh, Nemesis, which is the last of the four movies, not well loved um, by a lot of people. That's the one I'm going to go watch. Yeah. Let me know how you like it. Okay. Let me know how you like it. You never know. I could love it. And that's why I wanted to bring them all up and let you take a look. So in Nemesis, uh, we meet uh, from Remus. So you've got Romulus and Remus. The Remans are the hidden underbelly of the Romulan culture. And the leader of the Remans turns out to be a clone of Picard. Really? Yeah. That actually sounds really interesting. It it does. How did it all go wrong? It it does. And for the life of me, I'm not 100% sure I understand what Shinzon, the guy that is this guy, I don't know what he's up to. Andy's no spoilers and the fact that I haven't seen it for a couple of years are going to have me be real careful with not not giving too much away about the plot, but we go to Remus uh, or Romulus for Next Generation movies. Those are the last of the movies that we get until we get to 2009 and do the reboots by J.J. Abrams. And that's where we get a new version of Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, the crew of that Enterprise, and a whole new Enterprise. And Now, you've seen the the J.J. movies, right? I have, yes. Do you remember them? Because you weren't a Star Trek fan when you saw them. I think you... Did you sort of just get dragged to them or or how did that end up? Like, tell me about that. Uh, I didn't get dragged to them. I'm a sci-fi fan. So I actually thought that they would be, oh, maybe that's an interesting way to get into Star Trek. But they're not at all the same as the Star Trek Trek that I've had here on Beginning the Trek. Yeah. At all. Um, and I thought that they were good. I mean, I didn't have any of the backstory, which was probably better because I know a lot of really hardcore fans don't like the reboot. It's a lot of shininess and action scenes, and that's not what Star Trek is to them. They want the messages, and they want the the stand-up government, the, the utopia, and these weren't that. But uh, I did find the acting to be really phenomenal, especially with uh, Cumberbatch as Khan, which Mm -hmm. I know bothered a lot of people because they said, oh, it's not going to be Khan. And then, of course, it was Khan. But we talked about this. We talked about when we we were talking the original series, I talked about how both of the people who played Khan were phenomenal. (laughs) Something in their chests. (laughs) (laughs) Power. They got power in those sexy chests. (laughs) Very charismatic. Yeah, very, very compelling. I'm not a cumberbitch, but I could easily become one. (laughs) I have never heard that expression before. Is that a thing? He doesn't. I watched an interview with him and he's just like, I wish they wouldn't call themselves that because it kind of bothers him because it's a little. uh, But no, like people take that on pridefully. Doesn't that make him more darling that he prefers not that term? Yes. Yes. Which, of course, makes you once you're in, if you're claiming that you're like, no, we love him for (laughs) saying that. Because these are the ones that are on my list to watch simply because I thought they sounded interesting. Yeah. Obviously, there's seven seasons, and I'll probably be watching TNG for, like, the rest of my life. Uh, so I'll find ones. But um, I'm going to go in order. The Big Goodbye. I love The Big Goodbye. Because so, 1940s. Early, early holodeck episode. Mm-hmm. So we're still figuring out how the holodeck works. Um, it'll leave you with another question of, wait, can a, can a holodeck character do that? All right. That's the beginning of Dixon Hill. That's where we meet uh, Picard's favorite pastime when he goes into the holodeck, a, mm. a San Francisco detective that he gets to play called Dixon Hill. Yeah, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Um, a matter of honor, because that one is the one where Riker goes onto the Klingon ship, as opposed yes. to uh, the other that I did see, which was uh, Sins of the Father. Yes, great episode. So I wanted to see the opposite of that. And you'll see you'll see how what life is on a Klingon ship, and I think it's cool as heck. On the pa, the pa, the pa. Sorry, always getting it wrong. 
<laughs> uh, pen pals seem kind of cool. Uh, prime directive conversation. What do you do when a planet is dying? And you hear someone shout out from the from the the dying planet saying, "Please help, you help. us." Help! If somebody asks for help, you help. Ugh. Okay. We'll we'll see. That sounds really easy for me to say. I haven't seen the episode. Uh, the emissary. Good one. Very good. You're picking some good. So where are you getting all these? Some of these I know I've talked right, to you right. about, but some of these I haven't. Like, like I'm kind of surprised. This is literally just from the description. Okay. So it just looked interesting, and I and and some of them I made the connection. Obviously, uh, the um, the a matter of honor. I'm like, oh, this is the story that we've already talked about. So I need to watch the backstory of that. Yeah. So some of those yeah. it was because it's super obvious, but like some of these are just a guess. A half-human, half-Klingon emissary rendezvousing with the Enterprise sounds like... Oh, th- no, this is the one with uh, Worf's baby mama. You totally yes. told me about this one. I so, did. Yeah. I absolutely did. And and the resolution of this episode um, is such a hero moment for Worf that... I, I mean, it's a fist-pump moment for me. I just like, yes, I love it. So definitely the emissary. Not to be confused with the Deep Space Nine pilot episode... Emissary. Which I will be watching, yes. Which you will be watching this week. Next yeah, week. when we get to that. Uh, another one, the most toys I've heard about from friends. So Data gets... One of my favorites. Added to a collection of toys. Yes, he kind of does. Yes, he gets kidnapped and and basically uh, becomes a part of a collection from a guy named Kivas Fajo. Probably my favorite... He's probably my favorite guest star. Uh, Saul Rubinick is the name of the actor that plays him. And Kivas is a collector. He collects fine art and collectibles and things that are unique and one of a kind and decides that data is something that he wants to collect. That sounds a very like measure of a man. There's, there's definitely some ethical stuff that the data has to deal with in this. Uh, and, uh, brilliant, brilliant acting from this guy. He is just, oh, he's such a good bad guy for one episode, for the one episode he did. Well, that's a definite yes on the most toys. Yes. And then I know I'm going to get a definite yes on Redemption Which because we've talked, we've about. talked about the Klingons before. Um, one that I picked just because it sounded interesting was The Perfect Mate. I love The Perfect Mate. So, so there's a entity a woman, part of an arranged marriage that as soon as she meets her betrothed, she will instantly become exactly the kind of woman that he wants. That, that person wants. But she accidentally comes out of cold storage early and mixes with the crew. And it's so good to watch her become all of these different women, all the same actress, the same person. And yet she takes on these personalities when she's around Worf. She's very different than when she's around Picard sure. and pulls it off beautifully. Yeah. You're picking some great ones. Yeah. I haven't, I have yet for you. I know the next one is going to be Iborg. You've told me to watch this. So, uh, and, and we already know about that, that one story. too. Yep. With, with Hugh and, uh, what happens when you find, find a Borg that's been cut off. Yeah. Chain of command. We've uh, not just you have suggested it to me. I believe that's the one with the four lights. Yeah, and the torture, and that, that's that's definitely one that uh, you might want to pick a get happy episode after it. Okay, I'm guessing that my next one on the list is not the happy pick. The second chances only because I want to see Riker uh, get pissed off at himself. Hmm. Is what it sounds like. Second chances. Riker gets a clone because transporters can do everything. I would love to know what you think of Second Chances. They find a Riker that has been living a completely different life on his own for eight years. So his experience of life becoming the Mm -hmm. Enterprise first officer never happened for this guy. And suddenly he's on the Enterprise now with us. And, of course, he remembers having a relationship with Troy, too. Oh, but in a completely different way. And now. he never had the breakup that they had. Interesting. Okay. So that might and be good it, for and insights. It's a really good Troy episode okay. as well. So I 
Yeah, I hadn't thought of that one for you. See, you've only got like 15, 20 more hours to watch so far. What else you got? You got you got more on your list? Right, right. Um, I got a couple more uh, uh, after Second Chances was Lower Decks. I like Lower Decks. Because I want to see, it sounds like it's doing it from not the main character's point of view. So these... Uh, the lesser officers do we call them they're lesser in a... they're lower they're lower ranked okay. officers is would be the way to put it okay lower ranked and and yeah, and we mentioned this actually when we talked about Riker. There's so many mentions. Which one was him. it? It was it was this the, the ensign that's trying to ingratiate himself into. Oh, okay. So lower decks is actually the one you were talking about with the goofy yes. guy who's just like so eager to please. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This was when we mentioned the um, who's the the girl who spills her coffee all over yes. Picard. Oh, right. And I would love to go back and watch that because I think it would just be endearing Sonya, now. Sonya Gomez. <laughs> like, I would just yeah, really and like she's, her. She's not one of the ones, one of these four. It follows four of them and each of mm-hmm. them getting like their little piece of what's happening on the Enterprise. And of course, you as the audience put it all together. Sure. But they only see pieces of it, which is kind of cool to see the perspective. So far, you really haven't given me one that... That you said don't watch. That, that you said don't but watch. But I didn't include... Uh, and the stuff I have watched has mostly been from season five. Apparently, I really liked season five. Uh, and then, of course, I want to wrap up with all good things. And I'm kind of surprised you didn't tell me to watch this. Uh, it's the it's the end. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't I be watching this? Yes, you should. And we'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> I. What do you, you mean? We'll get to that later. You want me to spoil this for you? All right, fine. So we're going to spoil this. Remember, I said that we're going to have one more episode with this crew. That we're going to see them one more time, and we're going to see Picard a little bit more because he shows up in the pilot of Deep Space Nine. But we're okay. we're going to watch one more episode of Next Generation, but we're not going to watch it until the end. We are going to watch All Good Things. Oh, okay. So this is actually, All Good Things is going to be the wrap-up for Number the... 52. So I have now spoiled ah. the ending for everyone. And th- in my opinion, All Good Things is the perfect finale to your trek. Because okay. number one, there's no spoilers necessary, except for me to tell you that the crew you got is the crew you got. All those people that sure. you've gotten to know, none of them die through this whole thing because this is 1990s television and we don't do that back in the 90s. So mm. that's the only real spoiler. And everything okay. else about this show, you'll be able to just like lock enjoy. into and enjoy. Yeah. So, all right. so save all good things. Parts one and two for and the rest. I can just the end. The, watch end, the my rest of them content. have a ball. Yeah, you picked a great. Li- How did you? Uh, literally, most of them were uh, obviously some of them. Uh, Ch- Chain of Command, uh, Iborg, Redemption. The the big ones were were ones that we've talked about, and then the other ones just sounded interesting. You like, picked some really really good ones. All right, that's fair. So I should just watch them all. Clearly, well. I think you've come up with a really good list. Um, could I add a couple that are just fun? Sure. Captain's Holiday. I mentioned this as part of the Picard wrap-up. Oh, Picard sure. gets a love interest. Vosh is just amazing. And uh, when she comes back in Cupid, it's even more fun. So I'll recommend that. That's a fourth season episode uh, that, that weren't. Okay. That worked on your list. Oh yeah. Remember me was not on your list. Put that on there if you haven't. If if you haven't yet. For a crusher episode. Curious to see what you think of this episode. The loss is a Troy episode where Troy loses her ability to be empathic and has to deal with that she no longer feels useful as a counselor because she's lost her her you know, it's like losing Mm. losing her emotions um half a life is my favorite luxana troy episode from and and she's far less goofy (laughs) uh in fact yeah the luxana line we didn't get to watch too many you and i watched menage troy where they get kidnapped by the ferengis oh that's right yeah yeah and they they naked the girls up and oh my gosh um yeah half a life is about uh, she has fallen in love with a man who is in a society. He's a very famous scientist and is in a society where at age 60, um, they 
it, it's part of their culture that that's the end of your life. And he's almost 60 and she has just Whoa. met him and fallen in love. And it's a, uh, it's a tearjerker. Okay. It's, it's definitely a tearjerker. Dealing with, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at like my list of, I thought I had watched a lot and then I'm going through and I'm looking at the ones that are on my list to watch. And that doesn't even scratch the surface of the ones that are literally just there and available. So, uh, I understand. We put we put some serious constraints on you when we said fifty two for the entire. But that's the point as an introduction, mm-hmm. first time. The whole the whole idea behind beginning the track was let's introduce Star Trek to people who've never seen it. Let's do it in a way that's efficient, because people have busy lives today, and you're not going to dedicate the next seven hundred hours of your life to watching a television show, probably. Not <laughs> you never know. Someone might. We do love our streaming media. Um. So so yeah. It means it means a lot of gems, a lot of beautiful episodes, and great stories and characters. You never met Reg Barkley. I did not. I don't know who that it is. So much fun. Reg Barkley was was is just a a great heck. I, I if you want to watch a great Reg Barkley episode that also matches him up nicely with something you've already seen, the sequel to uh, Elementary Dear Data is Ship in a Bottle. Okay. I looked at that one and was like, okay, it sounds interesting, but, you know, my list is big. Yeah, Moriarty <laughs> comes back. Oh, cool. That's The Ship in a Bottle is where Moriarty comes back. Oh, yeah, then I'll be watching that one because I enjoyed that. Reg, Reg, Barkley, Reg Barkley finds him. And doesn't know who he is because he wasn't on huh. the ship when when he got there. Reg is he's a he's a lieutenant. I think he's a lieutenant. He's he's a lower ranked officer. Um, very skittish, very shy. Beautifully played by cool. Dwight Schultz. So much fun. He's he's awesome. Star Trek is so complex and layered, and it's just really interesting. I think at the end of this with Next Generation, the biggest thing that I have found is. People who I didn't even know were Star Trek fans, being able to talk to them, and the insanely wide variety of things you can talk about, of things that interest people, like we said, all the way from like costumes to they fell in love with this one character who's in one episode. Um, and I talked, what got me to watch Darmok was I told a friend about the, of, about the podcast and, and what we're doing. And he was just like, Oh, and then he just started spouting Shaco when the walls fell. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he told me about the episode and I was like, well, clearly I need to watch this. And that's, it was fantastic. But <laughs> to a beginner, that's super funny. You start talking Star Trek and somebody starts saying gibberish. But when you find somebody else who says the gibberish back at you, you know, you found your people. And that's just, that's some good Star Trek, I think. Let's talk next week, Jessica. We have a new next week coming up. We have a whole brand new season of a whole brand new show. We have a whole brand new show. We don't even have a new season. We have a whole new show to watch. Deep Space Nine. And I'm excited about this one. Yeah, I am too. Uh, as I look back at it, it's making me want to go back and watch a lot more of it too. Uh, I'm excited and terrified, actually. Can I tell? How many seasons? Seven. Oh, sorry. Seven seven seasons of the or of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Seven seasons of Deep Space Nine. Seven okay, seasons. So there's just as much Deep Space Nine as there is Next Gen. Yes, we're gonna watch. Wow. We're gonna watch nine. Nine. That's all I get. Okay. Yeah. But but here's our wrap up show is gonna be like, oh, watch this and oh, watch that because that's exactly what we've done. For here's the here's the issue with Deep Space Nine is the fourth through seventh season is such an integrated entwined story it's almost Mm. impossible for me to pick episodes out well if you weren't so picky about like spoilers you could just tell me the story as i think that's what you're gonna have to do oh no 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 you'll 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 understand why when we get there because what we're gonna do (laughs) okay what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a lot of early season stuff a a lot of er the first few years stuff of background who these characters are what the situations are and we're gonna Mm -hmm. move up to the beginning of the Dominion War, which is the halfway point of, of Deep Space Nine. And that's where we're going to leave it off. And if you want to keep on going at that point, you could just start with the next episode. And I'll have 86, 86 episodes to recommend from that point on. Sure. You cheater. You're such a cheater. <laughs> what else are you going to do? 
Well, I mean, that's the that's the challenge of both Deep Space Nine and a little bit with Voyager too. Um, when we get to that, because Voyager is really almost two tails, and will get up to the first half and then the tail switches a little bit and we'll have to show that switch and then you'll have to decide which of those two tails you want to watch and where you want to go. So um, that's that's how the trek goes okay. with those shows. Right. Believe me, I've I've worked it out. I've worked it out. So but we start with episode one and two because it's a two parter of Deep Space Nine. It's called Emissary. And I will be watching that on April 8th, Sunday, 7 p.m. And it'll be going live that Wednesday as usual, which is the 11th. So if you want to start in Deep Space Nine with us in that discussion, like, follow, review, get it on iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, yeah. So so Twitter, at, at Begin the Track. Hashtag Emissary. Hashtag Deep Space Nine or hashtag DS9. That's probably what's going to be. Yeah. DS9. I'm learning all of the acronyms, too. Took me a while to realize TOS stands for something kind of important. The original series. Shocking. Yeah. TAS, the animated, animated series. series. TNG, the next generation. DS9, Deep Space Deep Nine. Deep Space Nine, VOY, Voyager. Voyager. Oh, I was wondering about Voyager. Okay. ENT. Enterprise. Enterprise. And then we get, um, for some reason, they started with DSC, mm-hmm. but now you just can't do it. You got to go with Disco, Star Trek Disco. Disco. I like that. For Discovery. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So they're even running around with Disco shirts on the ship, like just Disco is all it says. Right. So. In the show? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, like their workout, their workout clothes say Disco on them. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. That's, I love that. Anyway, so the 8th, uh, I'll be tweeting that out at Begin the Trek. The 11th, it'll go live, www.beginningthetrek.com if you want to leave comments there on our Facebook, all the things. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening to us ramble about Star Trek. No prediction. No prediction this week because we're starting a brand new series and we don't do that with the uh, with the first week. So, so yeah. Enjoy Emissary. I hope you, you know, you might want to take some some notes to remember who all these people are. Right. Remember how many new characters you had to meet with next gen. Now you know these people backward and forward. Well, sure. If I no could problem. ever remember Data's name. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, we'll see you on Deep Space Nine next week. Have a great one. Bye. What I was really interested in was the relationship between the boy and uh... Data. Oh my God! Please take that out. I don't know why I'm blanking on like Data. This. Please take that out. Okay. What I was really interested. <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs>